Welcome to Deaf and Candor, the podcast that explores how changemakers of color define and live out their purpose through their careers, side hustles, and entrepreneurial contributions. I'm your host, Hiwate Gaitana, and I am so thrilled to take you with me as I talk to incredible innovators about what it really takes to do impactful work and live a life you love. I am beyond excited to be back in the swing of recording an episode again today, but it's a little bit different. I'm not interviewing anyone. Instead, today's episode is a reflection of my 2018 and what to expect in 2019. So I took a break as I started my new job in media, which many of you know was my big goal um, for 2018. So I started that in September. and. I haven't been as on top of depth and candor as I would have liked to be, but I'm back because I kind of had a weekend to reflect on my own before the year started, and I thought a lot about 2018 and then what I wanted to do in 2019, both in terms of my career, but also um, what I wanted to do with depth and candor, which to be honest, like I think of it as a part of my career because A, it's helped me get jobs, but in addition to that, this is what I want to do full time. So a few really big lessons popped out as I sat to think about what has happened and what is to come. And I think that's worth noting. And my hope is that in me sharing this, you will have a moment either to reflect about your own experiences in 2018 if you haven't done so already or maybe some of the lessons that i've learned will resonate with you and help you have a better 2019 and beyond so 2018 was a year of very high highs and a few lows for me and at the top of the year i started with i started the year with this like gnawing feeling in my gut telling me essentially that I don't know, that I wasn't where I should be in my career. And not in the, oh, I should be attaining X, Y, and Z in my career, but more like I knew I wasn't in the right field. And my my belief was that I should be in a storytelling field, right? But my actions were showing that I was in the research world. And I was a programmer, I was a data manager at a, a research institution, and that just left me feeling really depleted and it left me feeling like I was in the wrong career path. And this podcast actually was born when I first started in this career path because I remember feeling like I want to tell stories, I want to do something creative, but I don't know what and I don't know how. So I just started this on my own to essentially like test the waters but this feeling this like cognitive dissonance where i felt like you know my belief was that i was a storyteller but my actions were totally different from that my actions were that i was a programmer i was a researcher those two things gave me this sense of discomfort which i've now learned to trust anytime i feel a sense of discomfort or a sense of um, frustration or any kind of pain in my body I have translated that to mean, and it's not actually me translating it, but like any pain in your body is information, right? So any discomfort internally, whether it's mental or physical, is trying to give you some sort of information. And the information I started 2018 with was that this I needed to I needed to carve out a new path for my career. So 
I went through the highs and lows that you everyone would expect that comes with trying to switch industries. This meant, you know, applying to some jobs and not hearing back, getting rejected from others, wondering if I'm too old to be making the career switch I'm making. But there was also a part of me that felt more sure than ever that I would not be in the research world for long. And I eventually landed this perfect, perfect role. Um, in what's the equivalent of like an advertising de department at a publisher and I was so happy so I started that job in September and between September and December I literally woke up every single morning so joyful to go to work and I remember telling people like this is too good to be true um, because I felt like I was going to work to learn about the media industry to learn about advertising and to learn about marketing and this was something i had never done professionally before even though i had dabbled with it on my own and i loved my co-workers i got along so well with all of them and it was such a beautiful a beautiful experience and then in late november the company got acquired and the entire structure of the firm shifted um, so I ended 2018, so that December month was very interesting because I ended the year in a state of unease again. And it was a totally different kind of unease than the, than the discomfort I felt at the beginning of the year because by the end of the year, I knew a few things that I did not know at the top of the year. So here are the five things that I walked away from 2018 with, right? Okay, so number one, I've learned that I'm happiest when I get to be creative and analytical at work. So the creative piece is what allows us to imagine new possibilities and, and you know, dream up new ideas. And then the analytical piece is where logic comes in. So the reason I loved my job, I realized, is because I was dreaming up new podcast ideas for the company, which stimulated my creative side. But I was also thinking through how to actually bring that to real life and like whether there is a market for for the kind of podcast that they might be interested in creating. And this this stimulated my uh, my analytical side. And this, this information was very helpful for me to understand because it took me, I don't know, when did I graduate from college? Like when I was 22? So it took me a solid eight years to really, really understand that I was happiest when I was doing creative and analytical work. Because before this, I had always been trying to pigeonhole myself into positions that didn't quite make sense for my personality or for my skills or for like what, what I was best at doing. And... It shifted my perception also that any one job or um, even becoming an entrepreneur would really make me happy. Instead, it expanded my thinking to identifying which skill sets really brought me the, the most joy and then to try and practice those skills regardless of where I was. So even though now I said, you know, I'm in a place of unease in, this, in the new company that acquired my old one, um, I also know that I can do very specific things over the course of every single day to make my days go better, to make me feel like, okay, I'm actually doing work that stimulates me both creatively and analytically. So like, that's that's a thing that I can't really, to be honest, believe it took me eight years to figure out, but um, it's a 
complete game changer in how my days go now because I know what I need in order to make me feel fulfilled at work. So lesson number two, I am a natural um, big picture thinker and I've had to train myself to be a detail oriented thinker. And this was an aha moment for me because I would often put myself into these positions where I had to be the detail oriented thinker and it felt so draining and exhausting. And if you have ever read Gay Hendricks' book, um, The Big Leap, he classifies thinkers into four zones. And one of them is your, is your zone of genius, and the other one is your zone of competence. Your zone of genius is where time flies by when you are doing this kind of work, and you are exceptional at it, and no one can quite do it the way that you do it. But your zone of competence is where you're average at it and you can do it, but there are other people who can do it better than you, right? And so I often found myself in my zone of competence because that's what I thought I should be doing. And where I really found happiness is where I started accepting the things that I naturally was. So if I'm a big picture thinker, that's what I am, you know what I mean? And we're going to move forward and cultivate the things that I'm good at instead of trying to uh, account for the things I'm not as good at. This was like, I don't know, such a huge relief, along with this idea that like, I shouldn't feel like I should or should not be a certain kind of way, right? Like. I can be exactly what I am and succeed on my own terms. So believing that and coming to that understanding has been so, so liberating. Lesson number three, the best version of everything is in the middle of its spectrum. I'm gonna say that again because this, this, this is a whole word, okay? The best version of everything is in the middle of its spectrum. So this idea is about beliefs. You can really apply this, this um, concept to a lot of things, but what I'm specifically talking about is my beliefs and my mindsets around work and my capacity to do excellent and impactful work. So we all have thoughts about how we work. And I've come to realize that an over-dependence on any one skill or action leads to a negative outcome. So as an example, I believe that I am really hardworking. This is something I've thought about myself since I was a kid because I was often praised for being the kid that went to their room to do their homework without anyone asking, right? And that stuck with me as an adult, but that led me to think that I could outwork everything, right? So in reality, work without honest reflection comes with its own set of problems, including burnout, which is so logical when you're reflecting on it, but like most of us, especially in the US, believe that you can outwork any set of problems that come your way, and that's simply not true. So if we think about working or execution at one end of the spectrum and exploration at the other end of a spectrum, the most effective and impactful work is done when you are not attached to just executing or just exploring. There's this happy space in the middle where you are working from a place of inspiration and reflection and your forward thinking. And it's because you are not 
you are allowing yourself to let your exploration inform your work and you're letting your work ethic inform your exploration, right? So you're coming back to this middle space where you continue to iterate and to create new things without feeling like everything that I'm doing has to be X, Y, or Z way. There's room for flexibility. There's room for new ideas, which makes your ideas and your work that much better. But if you are just doing work because you feel like that's what you should be doing, then you're going to feel like a hamster on a wheel. Or if you're just dreaming and exploring like you're in a fairy tale, you're going to start feeling like I'm, I'm ineffective, like I'm not actually producing anything. And that's not fun either. So getting to that middle place is, is what I'm working on and what I'm going to dedicate a lot of 2019 to. Lesson number four, breaking patterns requires that we all have an awareness around our existing patterns. So breaking any pattern or any tendency that I've seen in my life requires that I step back and become aware of the problem or the tendency. And a way in which I've seen this play out in my life is that I have a tendency to not be consistent consistent in my podcasting, right? And I've learned this year that unless I cut out many of the other things that I I had spent most of my year doing, like I was on Rising Leaders, which I, I was on the board of Rising Leaders, which took up a good chunk of my time and a good chunk of my energy. I used to do Toastmasters. Like I was all over the place. So I have to have an awareness over where my energy was going. And then I had to decide whether it was worth me um, continuing those paths or if I'm saying I want to be consistent in this one area I had to um, just cultivate an awareness of where I wasn't putting my energy and then deciding to shift to shift my energy in order to actually align with where I say I want to go um, this one is one that I've known for a while but this the idea of being aware of existing patterns, not necessarily like forcing yourself to change what you're doing, but just being aware and saying like, I'm not consistent because my energy is, and my time and my mind is split in multiple different directions. That has an energy of its own. That allows you to kind of like sit with that thought and reflect on that and say, I'm either going to make a change or I'm not ready to make a change and that's okay. So I'm ready to make a change and I'll tell you a little bit more about how I'm planning on handling this for 2019. But before that, last lesson is around, lesson number five is around self-labeling. So in order to be happy in moments where everything is not going well, like right now, I'm in a major moment of transition in my career. In order to remain grateful in, in these times, um, I've had to learn to detach the labels that I put on my tendencies from the labels that I put on myself. I hope that that's clear. The labels we put on our tendencies are can be helpful. So to say that I have a tendency to not be consistent is totally fair. To say I am an inconsistent person is not fair. And it's not fair because the reality is that labeling myself any one thing just means I'm attaching an inaccurate story to an action 
that I happen to have participated in, right? So the story is inaccurate because there are a million other things that I've been consistent in. But if I choose this one example of podcasting and I say I'm an inconsistent person, it just means I'm giving my space to giving myself space to spiral when there really isn't a valid story. There is not enough data that proves that I am an inconsistent person in order for me to tell myself that I am one. And then believing that I am an inconsistent person hurts me in other areas of my life unless I reel it in and realize I can label the tendency without labeling myself as the same thing as the tendency. Those are the major five career and honestly personal life lessons that I learned this year. And as I step into 2019, I'm spending the first six months republishing old episodes with my, my reflections of how these episodes went or just adding some extra spice to these older episodes. And I can't believe it, but Devlin Kinder's been running for over two years now. Um, three years? Oh my gosh, yeah, that was the third year. So I'm relaunching episodes from way back when, and I'll add some spice to them. But the point is, I think it's gonna be really interesting for the first six months to only do that, so that when I relaunch it mid-year, it's gonna have I'm going to have a lot more data to work with. So while I'm publishing these episodes um, that have already been published, while I'm republishing them, I'm going to be working in the background to collect new data on how I can make Depth and Candor truly, truly inspiring and to create a space for movement-making conversations. And I, I want these conversations not just for this platform to succeed, but because that's what I seek. I seek conversations that, that encourage me to go out and be my best self. And that's what I want to put out into the world. And so uh, I don't think I'm doing that in the way that I want to be quite yet. And this is no shade to what I've already created. I'm incredibly grateful and very, very proud of the work that I've already done. But I know that there's a next level that I want to get to. And so I'm going to take the next six months to recalibrate the content and the marketing and then a relaunch in mid-year and kill it when we relaunch. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So as always, I hope that this episode compels you to take one more step in the direction of however you define an incredible life for yourself. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it on iTunes. It will help make episodes like this one more accessible to people who don't know about depth and candor and who want to create incredible work and live a vibrant life. P.S. Depth and Candor is now also on Spotify and Stitcher. So if you have friends who do not use iTunes, please share the links in the show notes with them because this will help us spread this platform and this podcast to so, so many other people. And if you want more from me, like goal setting worksheets, access to secret episodes, join the list, the email list, by going on depthandcandor.com backslash subscribe. You can also keep up with me on Instagram at depthandcandor. Until next time, live vibrantly.